This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field. Going to be a tough play. Gino on the run makes the play. Wow. Flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. There it goes. Deep to left. Really deep. Damn. Oh, my goodness. What a shot by Aaron Judge. Oh, my goodness. What a shot by Aaron Judge. home run to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. Oh, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Yankees win. Yes. 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 This is the kind of baseball I've been waiting for. It's probably the kind of baseball you've been waiting for. Everybody has been waiting for from the New York Yankees. And and shit, we get it. We've been getting it for over a week now. Um, and especially, especially these last three games where they've just beaten the shit. Um, you know, beaten the Jays to a pulp. You know, the cocky Jays. Um, wow. Wow. That was fun. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Episode 157 of the podcast tonight of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, Yeah, I hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, It is a Thursday night as I am recording this, literally just after the final pitch was thrown in game three. Um. And shit, what an ending that was. <laughs> Some regression to the meme by John Holder and um, Chapman making it interesting as per usual, but as per usual, getting the job done. Um, yes, yes, yes. It is Thursday night. Um, I'm not going to try. I'm, I say this all the time, but I hope I don't go too long tonight because I do have work in the morning and I'm a little tired. <laughs> but I haven't done much lately besides fucking play video games anyway, which is a pain in the ass. You know, I try so hard to limit my time on the sticks, but you know, the 2k 21 just came out. Been playing that the, the fucking PlayStation five. Um, I believe the PlayStation five is now available for pre-order. I'm not sure. I'm still kind of one. Uh, I'm still kind of uh split on whether or not I want to get that. I might purchase it probably more down the line, maybe around Christmas, but I'm sure that's going to be the time where everybody gets it. So it'll probably be sold out by then. Um, as well as it is, I'm sure right now it's kind of impossible to even pre-order, but shit, people are fucking talking about the PS five and dude. I mean, the last time we had a next gen game console come out, it was the PS four for me that I bought and I went from 360 Xbox 360 to the PS four. Over the years, I've jumped between back and forth, but 
um, I, I I'm, I'm full time PlayStation now, but I remember, I remember exactly the same thing happened. Everybody was trying so hard to find that PlayStation four and that shit was sold out everywhere. I, I you know, I got it. I want to say it came out towards the end of the year, but I got it, you know, in January of the following year. I don't even remember the exact year. That's how long ago it feels. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Now we're already talking about a PlayStation 5, and I'm sure Sony's already working on a 6 shit, maybe a 7 at the moment. Um, that's how quick this shit goes. But the next generation is here, and I'm sure it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. Um, between the graphics, the gameplay, just the motor on the thing. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. So I'll probably end up purchasing one more down the line, maybe when the price drops. I would have to sell my PS4, though, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I don't have money out the ass like some of you people, but um, they don't pay me enough out here on the podcast. But, hey, uh, maybe I'll uh, keep winning on DraftKings. Maybe DraftKings will help me out. You guys been watching the NBA playoffs? NBA playoffs have been pretty interesting. Um, I know the uh, Miami Heat just took a win tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals to go up 2-0 in the series. So um, I know my buddy Leo, who's who might be on, I'm trying to get him on the show. Um, I don't have an exact date yet, but pretty soon. Hopefully we get an episode out before the finals. Uh, but he's a big Celtics fan, so he's down 2-0 right now. And he's also a Cowboys fan, so pray for him. Fucking, uh, that's fun. But um, yeah, the Miami Heat just won up. 2 nothing tonight. That's my sleeper team. That's always been my sleeper team. I said it somehow, sometime in the middle of the year. I said it at the start of the playoffs, and um, here they are, you know, having a good chance to advance to the NBA Finals. Um, they just need to go um, pick up two more wins. So that's my sleeper. You know, I always like the, the, the Heat this season. You know, they play hungry. They play really passionate, competitive basketball. Hard defense. Um, obviously, Jimmy Butler brings that fire and desire. Uh, but they've also got, you know, they've got a good, solid supporting cast. You know, a bunch of white dudes who can shoot. They've got Bam Adebayo, who's just a powerful center. You know, they've got a good squad, man. I like them. Um, and then on the other side, it's the it's the Nuggets and Lakers. Now, who's going to be battling? They're going to be battling for... Um, the Western Conference Finals haven't even started yet, so that's what they're going to be doing starting tomorrow, Tuesday, no, uh, Friday. I believe it's starting Friday. Um, but I can't believe the fucking uh, the fucking Clippers choked. I really had the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard going all the way this season. And, you know, many of us thought they would at least make it to where the Denver Nuggets are now. But the, the Denver Nuggets beat them out. And the fucking Clippers, Doc Rivers, Kawhi, Playoff P, whatever you want to wherever you want to put the blame, they, they, they choked, they choked away that three to one lead that they had. And the nuggets found a way to fucking do it with all that drama. They were down three to one, their backs against the wall. Michael Porter jr. Complaining about ball time to the media, not even his own team. That was all thrown out the window. Now, you know, the nuggets advanced Jokic put on a show, a triple double in game seven, big triple double. And the fucking, uh, the, the Clippers choked. Kawhi was like 6 out of 22 in that game. PG didn't score more than, what, 10 points, 12 points, whatever the hell he had. He's been up and down all all postseason. Kawhi, though, was the biggest disappointment to me. 
got his shit swatted in that game um and just didn't pit, didn't uh didn't perform well man it sucks that's my favorite player that was the guy i was calling the best player in the game all year and now now we're looking at fucking lebron the last one standing he's probably going to uh in my opinion i don't think the nuggets stand a chance in this next um western conference finals but hey i said the same shit all playoffs to them i really did and here they are proving me wrong so i should probably shut my mouth when it comes to nba shit um Knicks fans don't know shit anyway, right? We don't know shit, so no, fuck it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's not much else going on, guys. You know, so the Yankees, man, it's good that we're finally starting to win some games. It's good that you know Judge Stanton, Torres, um, Lasagna, if you want to even toss him in there, are all coming back from injury now. Um, you know what's fucking? Did you guys see? So they kind of mentioned it last game. And then Jack Curry kind of confirmed it in the pregame today of game three. Did you see what he said? And they were all talking about how the Yankees are telling Judge, Stanton, etc., all the guys returning from injury to not run hard out of the box and to not go and play hard because they don't want them getting hurt for the playoffs. Now, I understand the logic. I get the logic. But fucking, if that's not the most 2020 softest shit you've ever fucking heard, the most cupcake shit in the world, I don't know what is. I mean, you can't, what happened to just being able to play hard and stay healthy? You can't do that now. You have to coddle them. I mean, we see it the entire, you know, this entire tenure of, of Aaron Boone. And even when Girardi was there in his final years as a Yankee, as a puppet, we've seen this, you know, the upper, um, whatever the, the, the guys upstairs in the Yankee FO kind of, you know, push analytics and rest and all these sleep schedules and sleep doctors on the Yankees and try to make them so pretty much making them just completely soft. And we are seeing it now. They can't even fucking, they're not even, he's pretty much told judge Stanton to not play hard. Don't play hard because we don't want you to get hurt. And that's just fucking mind boggling to me. Mind boggling. And here I am, 25 years old, but I'm about to sound like a 75-year-old man. Back then, man, players could fucking do both. You could play hard in the regular season, put up productive numbers, play hard in the postseason, put up productive numbers, and play the entire season from April to October. Now you're worried about Judge and Stanton playing hard for 10 fucking remaining games so they don't get hurt for October? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I I saw that. You know, I, I heard them say that shit, pretty much confirm it. And I was just fucking off the hooks um, going off. I ranted about it on social media, of course, because I always do. Oh, but we are in a good spot. We're not supposed to be complaining right now, right? Um, Yanks win. Yanks keep winning eight in a row. So let's go. Let's go and recap the entire series. We'll talk about everything. Um, but first, I do want to take a quick commercial break. Tell you guys about Anchor and why you should go and subscribe to the podcast on anchor but make your own podcast on anchor as well if you feel like it'd be fun so let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back all right hey guys really quick i just want to remind you that if you go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com you can find me on social media you can find the links to my podcast and my blog so that's all you got to do just go to my website, go to NY Sports Talk 
www.rc.wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right, guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. Hey, guys, if you haven't yet, please go to anchor.fm. You can subscribe to the podcast there, or if you want, you can start your own podcast. Anchor has all the stuff that you need to make a podcast. They'll share it for you as well, and they will pay you for making a podcast on their platform. Just go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app. Thanks, guys. Let's get right back into that show. So game one, man, it was fun. It was fucking, uh, it was really fucking fun. Um, you know, you had, first of all, you had Davey Garcia on the mound. So the Yankees won this one 20 to six. Okay. But before we even get into the bats and everything, <clears throat> let's talk about Davey because fucking Davey Garcia, excuse me. <clears throat> he has been just unbelievable for this Yankees team so far through four starts. Um, but here he is again, going out there. Seven strong innings, seven more innings, six hits, three runs, another quality start, um, two walks, six strikeouts, and two home runs against him were the only, you know, hits of damage. Um, but yeah, he, he pitched great, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later. Um, you know, and I know he's not faced the, the most potent teams yet, but the Jays do have a powerful offense and he's faced them twice in the O's are having a better season than they did last year. Um, so for a 21 year old who could barely drink, you know, he's, he's not gotten off to a bad start at all, but the offense, man, this offense pounded out 20 runs, 20 runs, three fucking touchdowns pretty much, you know, against the Orioles. Um, and man, it was, what was it? It was, it was 16 hits, seven walks as well, um, versus nine strikeouts. And they were seven out of 17 with runners in scoring position. Um, I mean, they, they, it was that second inning, right. Where they poured in seven runs. Um, it was, there's so much. I haven't even like, remember, I have to write it all down. Uh, so, yeah. In the second inning, they had seven runs where Voigt and Hicks, um, went deep to break it open pretty much five runs in the third inning, uh, four runs in the fourth inning, a run in the sixth, two runs in the seventh, and then one more run in the eighth to cap it off. But I mean, everybody chimed in. It's really hard to remember everything about this game because 20 fucking runs is hard to, you know, dissect and go through everybody individually. But yeah, against Walker and pretty much Yamaguchi, those first two pitchers that Toronto used were just absolutely terrible. Um, they gave up 14 runs. Not all of them are earned, but none of them pitched well regardless. Um, 14 runs in, thir- in three combined innings for those two. And then, you know, the ones that, the runs that weren't earned were <laughs> because of fucking... That dude, Fisher, in right field for Toronto was absolutely terrible. I mean, he made 2019 Clint Frazier look like a gold glover with the way he was fucking playing outfield out there. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Um, you know, dropped balls, making the wrong reads on fly balls, just fumbling shit. It was so, it was hard to watch as a goddamn Yankees fan, but yeah, Yankees just pound Toronto pitching in that game one. Um, DJ LeMayu and Voight each have five RBIs. DJ has four hits, a couple doubles, a home run. Voight has two home runs. Um, 
Frazier, Gary Hicks also each hit home runs. Um, Stanton and Geo returned. Stanton was the only Yankee with no hits. He did walk, um, and Geo had three hits, a double, and a bunch of nice plays in the field, of course. But yeah, I mean, that was just a fucking blowout, a goddamn blowout. And um, Toronto at one point was down 20 to 3, but I think Nick Nelson, you know, that random bum, pitched the uh, ninth in garbage time and did his thing. But um, just an absolute fucking obliteration, a domination, whatever you want to call it, for the Yankees to, to just pour in 20 runs, three touchdowns on the Blue Jays and take that 20 to 3 victory. Um, now, game two wasn't much different. You know, the Yankees didn't score three touchdowns, but this time only scoring two touchdowns um, with a 13 to two victory. Uh, this time it was uh, Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees um, after a very dominant, complete game, quote unquote, in the uh, doubleheader. Last time out, he went seven more innings, um, let up three hits, one run, two walks and struck out eight. Um, the only run that was against him was that solo home run. Um, but that was it. Just a solo home run. Uh, now for the Yankee Bats, those 13 runs came on 14 hits, uh, six walks. And I think they only struck out five times and were two for seven in scoring position. Um, this was the game of Kyle Higashioka, though, fellas. Three home runs for the home run stroker, as Sterling likes to call him. Uh, Three fucking home runs. And he, he he hit one to each field, which was pretty impressive. Um, LeMayu also hit two home runs. Voigt hit a homer again. Frazier went deep again as well. Uh, in the bottom of the first, it was DJ going uh, deep to right field, you know, going oppo uh, to a fastball, making it one nothing. Uh, in the bottom of the third, Higgy got his shit started, went to center field for this one to make it 3 nothing. Bottom of the fourth, Frazier and DJ um, going yard. To make the score six nothing, and then here we go, bottom of the sixth. Higashioka this time to left field. Um, added Voigt's home run that makes it eleven to one Yankees, and then Higashioka again in the bottom of the seventh to right field, showing off his oppo power, making it thirteen to one Yankees, and they eventually took the thirteen two victory. Um, that was just an impressive, impressive game for them. Uh, Shit, man. Three home runs for a light-hitting backup catcher who I always shit on whenever I see in the lineup. But after this game, I wanted him in that lineup for game three badly. And I think there should be a rule. There should literally be a rule where if you hit three home runs in a ball game, I don't care if you're fucking Mike Trout or if you're Steven Drew, you need to be in the lineup the very next day. And he wasn't. Of course he wasn't because Yankees. But... Three homers for him, man. He, he just went off that game, and uh, the Yankees took that victory, making it at the time seven in a row and two of the first two against Toronto at Yankee Stadium. But Higgy was the story of that one, man. Just going deep everywhere, and uh, again, the Yankees picked up the victory 13-2. to um, Moving on to game three tonight. Tonight's game may have been a little closer than it should have been, but um, another big you know, offensive explosion uh, for the Yankees. Um, that big five homer, uh, what was it, the second inning or the fourth inning? Five homer, fourth inning off Chase Anderson. But um, to start, it was Masahiro Tanaka, seven innings pitch, um, seven hits, three runs. Yankees won 10 to seven in the end. Um, 
you know, who, who Tanaka got the victory. And then the offense, man, fucking 10 runs on 14 hits, six walks, eight strikeouts, and two of 10 in scoring position. But here we go again. Bottom of the first, the Yankees load the bases with no outs. Stanton gets an RBI single to right field, doing his DJ LeMayu impression that he's done a couple times this year. I'll give him credit for that. Not just trying to pull everything, you know, 500 feet. Um, so Stanton went, went the other way. A little, nice little simple single did the job to make it one nothing, And then uh, Torres grounded into a double play. But that did bring in another run to make it 2-0. Um, top of the third off of Tanaka, he gives up a home run. Uh, his first of two surrendered to Guriel Jr., Solo shot to make a two to one. Then Bichette a little later makes it two to two tied with the RBI single. Um, but then the Yankees do answer back. Here we go in the fucking bottom of the fourth where just an incredible display of power, you know, should have not seen before. Um, so Gary starts this shit up with an RBI single to make it three to two, puts the Yankees back on top. But then here comes, you know, Guardy, LeMayhu, Voigt going back to back to back, eventually putting the score at seven to two, back to back to back. And then one Aaron Hicks strikeout later, had to ruin the streak, but one Aaron Hicks strikeout later, the Yankees go back to back. Um, it's Stanton and Torres this time who go deep back to back, making it eight to two and then nine to two once Torres caps it off to left field. Um, but five home runs. In six at bats in that inning was just fucking incredible. Shit I've never seen. And you got to look at Chase Anderson and what the fuck is he doing? Just throwing straight up BP out there. Um, so yeah, nine to two at the time. Um, Tanaka again gives up that second home run to Guriel in the fifth. Just guy's a fucking Yankee killer. I don't know how, but he is. Um, but bottom of the fifth off of uh, Wilmer Font, Yanks go down in order for the first time of the night. And that was pretty much, uh, well, Gary did hit a solo knock in the seventh, but that was it. 10 to three. They would take the victory. Um, obviously Holder and Chapman made it a little interesting giving up four runs in the ninth, but whatever, uh, Yanks pick up the, their eighth win in a row and, and just shit on the, on the Toronto blue Jays, this fucking, uh, this series it was good to get revenge after what they did to the Yankees in Buffalo. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, let's start with uh, our game one starter of this series. Um, Davey Garcia. Again, he's just been so, so well. You really can't say enough um, into words as to how good he's been for this Yankees squad. Um, and you could pretty much say he's solidified himself um, a spot in this rotation, you know, in the, in the postseason. I would like to think so. You know, with, with James Paxson obviously now out for the season, and, and Garcia pitching so well, filling in for him, you know, you have to believe he'll get that spot. You know, his debut against the Mets, six innings, no runs. Um, then against Baltimore, his worst outing yet, four and two-thirds, four earned runs, but then comes back in his last two outings and goes seven innings in each of them. Uh, two runs against Toronto the first time and then three uh, three a couple nights ago. So he's just been fucking great, man. And he's throwing strikes. He's got command, you know, four walks versus 24 Ks in 25 innings almost. Um, he's going deep into these games, you know, pitching at least six innings and in three of these four starts. And, you know, outside of the, just the results, man, you could see this kid. He just has that look. He has that major league look. He looks like a major league pitcher. Looks like a big time pitcher out there. He's got this cool, calm, collected demeanor, but also the swagger out there when he walks around on the mound. 
Uh, he looks like the real deal for now. But of course, we've got to see this continue. We've got to see how this translates when he starts facing more elite teams. Um, but right now, he looks pretty good You know, for a rookie who just got the call late in the season to help a team that was once struggling. So I love what I'm seeing from Garcia. Um, as for fucking uh, Garrett Cole, it's good to see him You know, in game two. Starting to find a rhythm now. That's two starts in a row where he's not let up a home run. Um, and that's also two seven-inning starts in a row. So he's just looked dominant. And really, if you go back to that third start, you know, um, before these last two starts where he was pitching really well for five innings and then kind of, you know, got bit by Estrada's error, he's been dominant, man. He's just looked like a new guy. Uh, the home run issues seem to be fading again in these last two outings. So maybe he's kind of finding his rhythm. Um, so that would be huge to get your number one millionaire pitching like a number one millionaire should be. Um, and then you have Garcia pitching well on top of that. And everybody else is really pitching really good. Tanaka again tonight, just continuing his solid season. Jay Happ has not been a problem at all this year. Jordan Montgomery, probably the least effective Yankee starter has had a very good season as well, though. So these guys are going out there and they're giving the Yankees chances to win ballgames. And that's all you need. That's what you need. You just need them to have a chance to win. And when you get an offense this hot, you're going to win games. And that's what they're doing right now, guys. Um, everybody's pitching well. Two runs allowed per game during this eight-game win streak. Um, but everybody's also just hitting the ball well. Scoring about nine runs per game during this eight-game win streak. Um, obviously setting the record tonight with three games in a row hitting at least six homers. Um 19 total homers in this three-game series for the Yankees. An MLB record um, of three games in a row with at least six bombs. Um, yeah, the offense is hitting the ball well. Guys like Higashioka are fucking chiming in with three homer games. Should this guy get more playing time? Hey, Gary's even starting to hit lately. He's starting to, just to put up some numbers. So maybe we fucking uh, get a little battle here for the postseason uh I do have a feeling, though, in the postseason, the Yankees are going to use Higashioka. Um, can't fucking pronounce this guy's name a lot. Uh, but I do have a feeling they're going to pronounce, they're going to use Higashioka um, a lot more than uh, you would think. Um, not only because he's starting to hit, who knows if that lasts, but because he's a good catcher. And obviously he's got that thing going with Garrett Cole where the numbers are drastically different. Um, different than when Cole pitches with Sanchez as opposed to Higashioka. So he's a good catcher. He calls a good game. It seems like pitchers like pitching to him. Excuse me. But um, yeah, you know, outside of his catching, he's starting to show some pop. I know that he, um, the Yankees like his opposite field power that he displays occasionally. And I think he has like an average of 19 or 18 home runs per 162 so far in his brief career. So he does have some, you know, some pop in him. So maybe he gets some some time down the line in the postseason, right? A good defensive catcher who really, um, you know, who really uh, likes likes that pairing with Garrett Cole, the Yankees like. But yeah, man, it's fucking been good. Um, obviously, the offense is the talk of the town right now. If you're if you're a Yankees fan, you've got fucking everybody clicking. You've got everybody back, everybody healthy now, you know, and it's looking good. Um, Luke Voigt is in the motherfucking MVP talk. You know, he's probably the, the candidate right below Mike Trout. Um, but you can make that case that Voight has that first place spot. 
in the MVP race, but not saying he is or isn't the MVP. I'm just giving my, just, just stating, stating the facts, man, <laughs> that, that he's had, you know, he's hitting 283. The OPS is over a thousand. He's got 20 fucking home runs in this shortened season. He's got 46 friggin' RBIs in this shortened season. So he's got the numbers to back it up. He's been so productive. His war uh, is up there. It's got to be up there. Um, and he's just been so productive offensively for this Yankees while, you know, being the rock. He's been playing hurt all season, yet he's not been on that DL. You got to give a guy credit like that, especially when you have a Yankees team who's always fucking hurt. You know, you, you got guys going down with, with sore eyelashes and here's Luke Voigt playing with an injured foot and, um, and you're being the best Yankee out there. Um, speaking of some of the best Yankees, DJ LeMayu right there with him. Um, he's just fucking insane. Is he Jesus Christ? Maybe, maybe he is. <laughs> this guy's perfect. I mean, a 373 batting average this year, 10 home runs, and I didn't think those homers would have continued in the shortened season without the juice balls. I really didn't think he was going to have much more pop, but here he is 10 homers in these, in these, um, in these games that he's played in and he's been hurt. Remember he was hurt for a little bit. So those homers are even more impressive when you take that into account. And then you look at the fucking power and he still has just a, a 10% K rate, a 10% K rate. The MLB average usually sits between 20 and 25. This guy's got a 10% K rate, striking out in just 10% of his plate appearances, meaning he makes contact. He ends 90% of his at-bats with contact, which is fucking ridiculous. In today's game, that is absolutely ridiculous and so, so fucking valuable. Want to talk about MVP? That is so valuable to have a big contact hitter like that who can still drive the ball. And that's what DJ LeMayu is doing. So I think he's the perfect fit for the Yankees team when you look at his contact, obviously. But just also having that newly profound power he has here in pinstripes. You know, going with the ability to go the other way. Uh, maybe getting a little help from the short porch in Yankee Stadium. He's now got the home run power to back up his talk, you know. Um, you got Gio Urshela fucking coming back now. Um, thought I missed the page for a second. We got Gio Urshela coming back, folks, and it's good to have him as well. You know, kind of a mini LeMayhew, you know, an extra contact bat in there. We need as many of those guys as we can get. Um, and obviously, along with the bat, he's got some extra base hit power, too. Um, I'm sorry, along with the contact, he's got extra base hit power, too. But also plays, obviously plays great defense, just like LeMayhew does, which I never mentioned. Um, but great defense from uh, Urshela at third base. Um Guy's just remarkable over there. So, yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck else to say. I, I just love this win streak that we're on right now, man. I love it. I love every bit of it. Um, you know, I think um, I think it's been fun, right? I I can't complain. Um, but I, I do, without getting over the top negative, I do, you know, I'm not, I stand by what I said couple of episodes ago where, where I said I'm pretty much done getting excited. Um, I, I it's I want to see this happen against real pitching, right? Because you're going to face real pitching in the postseason. Um, but who have the Yanks faced during this hot streak? You know, they've faced Tanner Roark two times, Alex Cobb of the Orioles, 
Aiken of the Orioles, that Kramer kid of the Orioles, that rookie, uh, John Means of the O's. And then, you know, against Toronto, they faced Walker last night. Uh, and then Merriweather tonight, you know, and the bullpens they're facing, you know, ninth in the league and 12th in the league in terms of ERA from both both Baltimore and uh, fucking Toronto. Not that impressive either. So I love it. Trust me, I love it. I'm having as much as fun as anybody right now. You know, I'm, I'm fucking running up and down the house. When they're hitting home runs, they hit like, what was it, the four, three in a row they hit tonight. I was running up and down the kitchen, going into the other room, yelling at my brother. Just in fucking five home runs and six at-bats when he was watching the football game. I love it. I, I fucking love it. But I'm not jumping ahead of myself here. All right? I'm not going to give any crazy predictions like all oh, the Yankees are going to win the World Series like every Yankees fan seems to think every single year despite them never winning it. Um, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to hope that I can be proven wrong in the end. I'm going to hope that they eventually win the World Series. All right. I'm going to hope that they do find a way to make more contact in the postseason. I'm going to hope that they do find a way to um, drive runners in on second and third in late game scenarios in the postseason. I'm going to hope that they do continue to pitch as well as they've been pitching both in the rotation and in the bullpen in the postseason. I'm going to hope that they do stay healthy in the postseason. I'm going to hope that they do make great decision-making with the bullpen and starting pitching and in the lineups in the postseason. Okay, I just don't know if that will happen. When you face the Charlie Mortons of the world and the other elite raised pitchers that they have out there and um, other teams who are going to make the big dance that have great pitching as well, it's going to be a lot tougher. You're not going to go out there and and you're not going to be scoring three touchdowns. You're not going to be scoring two touchdowns the next day and then 10 more runs in game three. That shit will not fucking fly in the postseason. That never happens in the postseason. Very rarely will you see double-digit runs put up in the postseason. You can go back and look at the box scores, look at the history. The percentage is probably very small when you look at 10 run games, you know, out of the amount of games that have been played in the postseason. It's not, it's, it's difficult. So you're going to have to get a little bit of a balance here. You're going to have to continue to do this against elite pitching. So I just hope that the strikeouts don't become extraordinary down the stretch. Having Stanton and Judge back, it's great. I love having power, but it's not always going to work. It's not, I just hope we don't fall back into that home run trap that we usually always do. Uh, so we'll see, but right now we're not there yet. I love jumping ahead of myself. Don't I, we are not there yet. We're not in October yet. Okay. Halloween time's coming. I love the fucking Halloween season. All right. The postseason baseball feeling is just great, but I'm going to tone it down. Just going to take it as it is day by day. Right now we are, um, three and a half back from first place. So that's probably not happening, but there is a slight chance there, you know, Although I don't think the Yankees, knowing the Yankees and, again, how hard they push analytics and you know rest on their players today, I do think they're eventually going to prioritize resting their guys for the postseason as opposed to making that hard push for the division and going all out. Again, we talked about Judge Stanton and Torres not being able to sprint at the, at the top of the show. We said that, literally confirmed by Curry. Um, so I don't think they're going to make that post that division run 
just because I think they're going to uh, kind of rest on their laurels, unfortunately, because those that's the cupcake manager Aaron Boone is or whoever is making these decisions. Um, but right now we do have a decent lead for a second. Okay. Toronto sweeping them in three puts us in a good spot. Um, see, there's six back from first, but behind us by two and a half. So it's good to kind of put them in the rear view. For now, we still have fucking, what is it, three, no, four more games against them in Buffalo. So we, we have to finish the job. But right now, coming up for the Yankees, we've got to play the Red Sox. And they've been struggling all year. The Red Sox are, as it says here, 19-32, and 32, just not having a good season. But abysmal, as many expected. Um, so we've got to go out there, and we cannot lose to them. I mean, if we're going to sweep teams, let's fucking keep it up against Boston, okay? So so that's 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 pretty much what's going on lately, guys. That's pretty much it. Um Yeah, I mean I just ho- I just hope it continues. I just hope it fucking continues. I love this Yankees team. I hope it continues. Um Shit. Is that it? Is that all we've got for tonight? It should be. I've got to fucking go to bed. I got work in the morning. Let's get to the uh I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break, um, quick plug, and then as soon as we get back, we'll get to the question of the day, the NYY, NYK question of the day. Be right back. Really quick, I just want to remind you that if you go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, you can find me on social media, you can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right, guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. All right, so last time out in episode 156, uh, let me get to it real quick. We asked you, who was the first Yankee to have their number retired? And the answer to that question is number four, Lou Gehrig, uh, who was also the first in baseball to have his number retired. So that's the answer for episode 156. Now, episode 157, our NYY, NYK question of the day. Um, let's flip the script a little here. Who was the last Yankee to have their number retired? So who was the Yankee uh, most recently to have their number retired? Uh, message me the answer via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Not on Twitter much nowadays at all, actually. Um, so just message me on Facebook or Instagram, rather. Um, or you can comment on the post once I publish this podcast. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for stopping by. Um you know, thanks for listening and watching BD4. Um, once again, if you need help finding BD4, uh, if you just stumbled upon this and you have no idea how, uh, first of all, thank you for staying. And um, second of all, if you want to get to us more consistently, just go to my website and you'll be able to find you know, everything you need to know. Uh, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. And that'll take you to a page that displays all of my information, you know, where to follow me on social media, um, where to follow me, you know, 
on the blog um, and then where to follow the podcast on the many different platforms that we uh, host this podcast on. So guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Once again, this is your host, Rob Carbone with episode 157 of BD4. And I think that is all I've got for you tonight, guys. Thank you for stopping by. I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired and uh, you guys enjoy your night. All right. Ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.